Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. It is us once again, the show rated to be 40,000 times dirtier than your average toilet seat. Audience of one Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's KZCC 106.1 and 104.5. IRLoneStar.com and all of your major podcasting platforms as well as YouTube and Facebook. I am your host, Andrew Belschner, and sitting alongside (laughs) Facebook, uh, sitting alongside Montgomery County's best Jenkum party host, Dick Schisler. Oh yeah. Jenkum is right. Yeah. Season. How was your last Jenkum party, man? It was good. Only three people passed out. Oh, that's not a good party. Yeah. Man. I thought it, I, I figured it'd be better the more people yeah. passed out. The first one to wake up is a loser. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned this Jenkum last week. And of course, if, if you weren't listening last week, a, a, a quick review of, of what Jenkum actually is. This is people who ferment poop to get high. Yeah. It's right? a real thing. Look it up. Yeah, it is. And so I told you last week, I thought that I had heard of this and... I kept thinking, where did I hear? What did I hear about? It? Well, I took a class in college uh, called Magic, Ritual, and Religion. I think it was with like Doctor Garber, if I can remember correctly. Um, and it basically focused on the occult and mysticism and things yeah. like this. But I seem to remember this being something that was brought up as a way that people would get high. It seemed like a lot of the stuff in that class was about people doing drugs and shape shifting and getting in touch with gods and spirits and things. But you know, that's where I think I heard of it. Cool. I'm glad you're keeping the tradition alive. I just know I just like learning about creepy, weird stuff. And when I heard that people were getting high <laughs> off their poop, I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Oh man, do you have anything uh, interesting this week going on? I did actually. Uh, not too much, man. Just the normal day to day stuff. Uh, ate a lot of crawfish this weekend to the Now's point where my hand, my hands are all tingly still. Yeah, you said that earlier before the show started that your hands are tingly. I'm not sure. I've ever had that where your fingers get tingling. I've well, had to make, like, it's maybe like where spice. your lips. It's yeah. like spice. So it's like uh, if you handle a lot of crawfish over time, especially at mine, were really spicy. Yeah. Like the bomb spicy. Ooh. And so like they, it, it lingers for a good bit. How's the bathroom situation going today? That's fine. Okay. That's good. That's always something to consider and keep in mind is, you know, bad bathroom situation after, <laughs> after crawfish that are too spicy. That's why you eat all the potatoes. Well, but the potatoes can be spicy too. No, it was good. Everything was good. Yeah, yesterday. yeah. Once you load it up with all that spice, That's everything good. in there is good. Yeah, best in town is uh, the place we go to. It's this guy's front yard. Always the best. And when it's unsanctioned, the health department can't put their fingers on it. Yeah, that's the best. It's a little creepy. <laughs> I will. I mean, if I, it, would it surprise me that there's some jankum in the garage? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's after hours. <laughs> I don't know what goes on at that place, but it's in the guy's house. I suppose if you have the equipment to uh, broil crawfish, you could probably also ferment the poop. I don't yeah, know. I don't it might be the same equipment. But it is strange, though, because you, you've been there. I know we've talked about it. What, Jenkins? No, uh, Best in Town. I don't know that I've been there. I know you've talked about it before. Well, yeah, because like, it's in a guy's front yard. Like, straight up. No, I, I can't. It's no. in his front yard. I, like, I think I would remember that. Yeah, because like, you're... I remember the first time we're going, and I'm like, well, you're supposed to turn into this neighborhood? That's weird. And I turn in the neighborhood, it's the first house on the right, and you're like, oh, there's a food truck. And there's like an RV awning thing. Oh, wow. And then that's where you sit under. Oh, uh, there must not be any, like, uh, home HOA, homeowners, yeah, uh, because no. otherwise you're not going to have no. a food truck in there. But oh, yeah, it's cool. like, it's in the dude's front yard, man. Cool. I went out to the Insperity Golf Classic. Um, that's course, random. Yeah, well, it is and it isn't, considering I live in the Woodlands, and this tournament is held in the Woodlands. It's really, really close by. Uh, for those of you who don't know what this is, it's a senior champions tour uh, uh, professional golf event. And I never have gone out there in all the years I've lived here, but I've wanted to. Well, this year they had a, a Legends of Golf event, and you know Jack Nicklaus was going to be there, Lee Trevino, um, Annika Sorenstam, uh, Gary Player, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, I need to get out and see these guys because... Um, was it free? On, yeah, it's free to get in, free parking. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's going on again today, Sunday, as we record. 
the weather was was not great. It was overcast, really windy, and kind of cold. Of course, today the weather's beautiful. But I got to see Jack in person and, and Gary Player and all those people. So I figured it was a it was a win because you don't know how much longer you're going to have with with those guys. To be honest with you, I know I didn't get to see Arnold Palmer before he passed, and that was kind of a bummer. So with it being you literally that, you ten let minutes, that bother you? Well, it doesn't bother. I don't stay awake at night going, "Gosh." Well, you I literally just him. said, "I guess causes well, problems I, I for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't keep me up at night, but you know, I am bothered to a degree that I never got to at least see him because he's such a, an ambassador of the game. And if you're a fan of golf, you want to see those. That's got to be so strange though, because golf golfing is such a technical thing, and you're like, oh man. Arnold Palmer, he's used to be the best, and then you go see him, he's like this decrepit old man. Yeah, can barely swing. Uh, like, why would you want to see that? Yeah, so it's interesting you bring that up. It, it was a little sad in a way yeah, to I don't see watch the guys who's arguably himself. the greatest golfer to ever live. I mean, you can make the argument for Tiger Woods; he was certainly the most dominant. But uh, Jack, being the greatest or regarded as the greatest, to see him kind of hunched over and couldn't even really swing a club very well. It is, it is a little sad to see but at the same time to be in the presence of you know greatness like that it's it's kind of a cool thing and i watched him play the first hole and it's I, another old dude it's not just another old dude yeah it <laughs> no, is no no i mean he may look like it to it, the untrained eye, i would right? be but, amazed if i could like I, like if his current condition opposed to like meeting him when he's in his prime right that's different but if it's just another old dude who cares yeah but it's not just uh, he can't hit the same no, he's he not the same person no he cannot probably wearing diapers I might. Yeah, he for might his Jankum collection. <laughs> That'd be some legendary Jankum. All right, man. That's, that's funny, though. I I just don't get the idea of, in a sense, celebrity stuff. Like, yeah, I don't I'm, really not a, I'm not a huge celebrity guy either. Um, you know, I know some people that chase that stuff down and they live it. Um, how, I, many people, how many people were at this thing? It was free. Was I there, mean, were you basically the only one there? Oh, no, no. It was very well attended. Okay. It was very well attended. Well, I just, but, I just, I'm just curious because. Golf, like going to watch golfing, it's, it's got to be strange. Well, it's hard to it's hard to judge how many people are at a golf event because there's no stand. Well, there's stands in certain areas, but it's so spread out that you could have twenty, thirty thousand people there, you know, and not yeah. really notice it because it's spread out over eighteen holes. And so there were several hundreds. I would say several hundreds around the first tee to, to watch them tee off. So it was cool. I'm glad I went. In the end, that's I'm glad good. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. I, there. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring this to air. I think by now, probably just about everybody has heard about this. The story was all over the place, um, pretty big one. And I'm talking about the uh, the Down syndrome Barbie. Did you did you hear about Down syndrome oh, yeah. Barbie and the fact that Mattel has um, decided to release a, a, a Barbie? <laughs> Here's okay. So first, I, I'll preface it with this: that you know, I don't have a problem that they're doing this. I think I mean, this is good that. <laughs> You know, you can make a doll that someone with this condition can identify with. That's fine. I don't want anybody to mistake what I'm saying here. But I did find it a little ironic uh, because let's let's be honest. The doll itself. Here, I'm going to pull it up for okay, our audience. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the doll itself obviously does not have Down syndrome, right? It's a doll. It can't have it. So all it's going to have to have are the characteristics of someone with Downs. So it's it struck me as a little odd because this is a company, you know, Barbie, Mattel, whatever, has been making dolls for 50 years who've been criticized for making dolls that don't look like any human female, right? And suddenly, you know, they, they've always got the rap that their waist is too tiny and their, it's their breasts are too big. Yeah. It's unrealistic. And you actually have these young ladies who might actually already be attractive women trying to look like Barbie dolls and doing surgery and all this stuff to look like Barbie so they never really made an attempt, in my opinion, to actually have a doll that looks like a real person. So I found it a little ironic. And then number two, doll doesn't really look all that Downs to me. I mean, I don't really know what makes a Downs person, but yeah, when I saw the doll, it was like, it looks like a doll. Right, right. I, I, I didn't think that it, it stood out to me. I don't know. Because, you know, there's some jacked up dolls. Oh, it's scary ones. Yeah. Yeah, like so it's scary movies like, and stuff it, like that, yeah. Again, this is one of those situations I wish I was in the boardroom, like, you know what we guys, you know what we need to do? We got this Barbie movie coming out. We can't screw it up. Let's not do anything that would be, you know, hurtful. It's like, well, we need to get in front of something. Like, what do we need to get in front of? Well, we don't have a Downs Barbie. Good point. We need, we need to get a Downs Barbie. Well, we already have a mold. We can already make this doll. We just call that one the Downs Baby doll. Right. And it's like, perfect. We saved all this money. And it's like, they didn't probably even uh, 
attempt to make a Down's well, baby Well, it doll. does say that they worked with the National Down Syndrome Society to create a Barbie uh, to ensure the doll accurately represents a person with Down Syndrome. I guess. I mean, I, when I pulled it up for the audience, I... Are you sure that's the Down Syndrome Barbie I'm looking at? I mean, it just looks like a... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, though, this is the link you sent me, and this is, says Mattel's yeah, first Barbie doll representing yeah, a person it. with Down Syndrome. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Uh, I think it's funny. It says the Barbie also wears foot uh, orthodontics, yeah, which some that. children yeah, with, with Down Syndrome use. So that's good. I mean, if, if, you've, if you're someone who, who has this condition, right. um, and you can identify with a doll that... That's great. Does, but she I have, do- does she have superhuman strength? Okay. <laughs> you're being insensitive. I mean, they're really strong. Y- yes, you're being insensitive. Careful. <laughs> I'll never forget one of my uh, one of my best friends' uh, cousin is down. Uh, Chris Parker, that's the, the boy's name, and he was having. We were having such fun time uh, playing pool uh, basketball, mm-hmm. and he went up there and tore it down. I was like. Whoa, dude. I think it's they don't understand restraint necessarily uh, to it was the same awesome. degree. I thought it was awesome. Because we it was one of those basketball goals that you can use as an actual basketball goal and then allow you to lower it really low so you can actually yeah, wheel yeah. it to the pool. And, uh, yeah, he pulled that thing, whole thing into the pool. I was like, wow, this is going to be fun getting out. Yeah. But uh, uh, it says the, the doll um, with Down syndrome is part of Mattel's 2023 Fashionista line which is aimed at increasing diversity and in, uh, inclusivity. Um, That's pre- great. That's... Yeah, right, right. Well, I, th- I think uh, there's also another one. In, yeah, here it is. It says it includes a Ken doll with a prosthetic leg. So, you know. Is that like the fugitive? <laughs> That's, that was an arm, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I also read that it, part of this fas- fashionista line is a Ken doll. Maybe you, you'll be more interested in this. And maybe you can identify. Well, well, we he's a slender version of Ken, so he's not all jack and buff. Oh, so, is he so, goth? So, he's like the <laughs> no, goth, version? goth version? No, no. He's just a, a Ken doll that more accurately represents what a, a, a an average male would look like. You know, dad bod Ken. Got a little gut working or something. I don't I mean, know. Again, they're just dolls. Like, and that's what's so weird to me is Mattel feels that they are the leading person to say, like, this is what dolls represent yeah and, and i'm thinking to myself it's like have you not seen other dolls like there's some dolls that are really crazy looking yeah like you know proportionally speaking like the head's really small and the mm-hmm. body's really big and no small arms like but yeah, so no. well i think it's a slippery slope because you and i both look at this I doll mean, and it just looks like a doll but what i mean they 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 really run the risk of it being offensive i mean if they made it look what what does two downs look, look like right if they did produce start because it's like a fashion thing isn't that the whole concept of Barbie? Probably. So you could buy different dresses, and Barbie it always looks good in her fashion, and you're buying the clothes and yeah, stuff? It, yeah, it was definitely a fashion. Like, that was the whole yeah. point, right? Yeah, I think so. And I, then I it, wasn't and, into Barbies, man, so I don't know. Well, no, I'm, just, I don't, I'm either. I had G.I. Joe's. And oh, yeah. Talk about proportions. <laughs> they, they had none. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember, you know, you always thought the clothes were sewn onto them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I would always pull on the rubber band with snap in the middle. I was like, oh, that's not good. And then you got like a G.I. Joe with no legs. Yeah, but it, I was it, making my own it has very representation. First that's a real, uh, yeah. That's a World War II vet right there. They should, I wonder what other kind of Barbies they could make, though. Like, I don't know, like Jankum Barbie or something. <laughs> no, I think they, uh, I, again, you're going to go down this road where it's like, it's going to be hilarious to see what they come up next. Because, again, the, you know, it's the Down Syndrome Barbie that's interesting is, the psyche they think they're going in in the sense of they made this doll for a specific class of person. Sure. So they're yeah. pointing it out. Yeah. And then, well, think about this. And I thought that was like the opposite of what we should be doing in society. Is right. Pointing. Everyone's all the same. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so it's kind of... And- well, think about this. What if you're the guy, you're you're the the, the uncle with the checkered past, and you're going to your your niece's um, <laughs> yeah, you're going to your niece's birthday party, and you're like, oh, I got to pick up a gift for her real quick, and you run to the Walmart, and you're not really paying attention. You pick up Down syndrome Barbie, you take it to her, and you unwrap it, and you just see her. Yeah, you, you know, can't the, judge the, the, me, Susie. Yeah, quit being so judgmental, Susie. Right. I mean, and then are you the guy who's like, you, you bought my daughter a Down syndrome doll? So it can either go no. one of two ways. You're either horrible because you didn't buy the right doll, or help, man, that's really good that you bought a yeah, doll. Yeah, it's weird. Exclusion. It's a tough. It's a tough one. I, I was really surprised by it. But again, I'm glad that if there are children with uh, Down syndrome that like this doll, then that's great. Wonderful. I'm gonna go buy two of them. Why? 
to uh, help support the yeah, cause. You're, you're, <laughs> no, well, no, it's not going to a cause. Well, I don't know. Maybe I wonder if like a portion of each doll no. sold goes to the the Down Syndrome Society no. of America, or whatever. All right, they're just trying <laughs> to make up because that Barbie movie is going to be terrible. Oh, uh, it might be on a somewhat related story. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. A, a statue of a mermaid oh. is making a lot of news. Uh, a statue. I of thought mer- you were going to say waves. <laughs> oh, dang it! I can't say it. <clears throat> A statue of a mermaid is making a lot of waves. Uh-huh. There we go. I mean, it sounds cheesy, though. Well, uh, apparently, yeah. it has extremely large breasts Whoa. and a generous bottom. And it, oh, it says here it's caused a splash in Italy. Oh, God. Oh. With uh, critics saying that it is too here. sexual. I got it. I got it for the audience. Yeah. Check the, out. The, the, the critique here so is that's it's too sexual. bottom. Sec- yeah, it's too sexual to be on public display. Oh. Has anyone seen the statue of David? The, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have seen well, that's it. That's pretty hot. Yeah, oh, phew, yeah. absolutely. And then, and like you know, the way he holds his hand by his cheek. And then in the Goonies, my favorite part, you know, where they knocked it off and they had to glue it back on. They glued it on upside down. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, in the town, a resort town of Monopoli, Portguglia, a region in Italy's yeah. far south. I, I I probably, again, butchered that as well. Well, you, this reminds me of the hilarity of small towns. And then it's like, it's kind of like, remember when Martin Luther King's statue was released in February? I, yep. And it, it, depending on what angle you looked at it, it did not make any sense. No, no. And it's kind of one of those things where, like, the local community is like, oh, we have a, we have a new statue? And you go look at it, and you're like, huh. Well, you, you bring up something interesting with the Martin Luther King. is So you know it probably had to pass several rounds of design ideas and nah, people sitting well, around in the room, blah, 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 blah. And then they went out with this, and if you aren't familiar with what the statue looks like, it's basically just two sets of arms. It's supposed to look like, I guess, people embracing. Mm-hmm. But instead of actually putting bodies with them, it just it's just two arms, and it's massive. Yeah. I forget what city it's in. Is I think it, it was Boston? Chicago. Boston, Chicago? Okay, I can't remember. Well, the thing is, from certain angles, it looks okay, but then from other angles, it looks like a big penis. Oh, okay. And it's it's very much so looks like a big penis. What's well, interesting because the, like, the community on, gets because we've we've always talked about. Remember during what was it the protest days of the statue stuff? And it's like so this community is gonna be like, hey, we don't like this big breasted mermaid. Let's tear it down. <clears throat> well, it looks really heavy. It, it's massive. It looks like it says it has large buttocks and soccer ball shaped breasts. And it's uh, a far cry from another sculpture that uh, it's got a, a famous siren, which is that be the Little Mermaid, uh, that's very delicately rendered in bronze. And then you have this one in comparison, and she I mean, she does looks... look she does look a little uh, I don't know. It says uh, she has two silicone I mean, breasts I, I, that would make a plastic surgeon blush. <laughs> I well, not even that. It, to me, it looks like art. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and you're not supposed to criticize art. And we're talking about a, a fake thing here. It is fake, but it certainly... If mermaids aren't real. Well, depends. I don't know. I'm iffy on that. Yeah? You have a mermaid doll? Yeah, there you go. Mermaid bar... Oh, I'm sure they got that. Oh, they do. Saying, they yeah, do. Of course. It says the town were perplexed by the statue, adding, who knows, it might even become a tourist attraction. That's what I'm thinking. Well, like, so, yeah. yeah. Like, why would, you, why would you not want this in your town? First of all, Friday night, lonely guy walking by, you, know, you might get some enjoyment out of it. We Bring got some other probably people some to your great, town. great pictures. Oh, look at Jack. He's drunk again. He's on the statue. Oh, that reminds me. So on my college campus, uh, I went to college at Southwest Texas State University. You uh, you would molest statues? No, I wouldn't. But there is a statue, a very famous statue in the quad of a horse. And it's it's very large. And it's kind of rearing up, you know, and it doesn't have a rider on it, I don't think. I think it's just the horse rearing up. That's a cool statue. It's cool, except they made it anatomically correct. And on the back side, you have why a would they, huge why would they do that? set of n- why? nuts. Uh, I, that's a good question, especially on a college campus. How, yeah. how well do you think a bunch of college kids are going to handle the fact that there's this horse here with a huge set of on the back of him, right? Yeah. And so, of course... Something's always dangling from it. There's always That's somebody hilarious. taking a picture holding it. Yeah. The big deal was to go up there and touch it. Well, I mean, I this, mean this statue in Monopoly, that's where it is. Uh, it's a cool town name. That, that's going to happen. You're going to get kids messing with this thing. Absolutely, are. And it says, to make it worse, this piece of uh, artwork overlooks a children's playground. <laughs> well, the kids will enjoy it. You know, I love it. Well, I bet you they talk will. about statues. Um, uh, I went to Abilene. Christian University, and they had statues where the education building was. It was all it's like little bronze children, 
mm-hmm. little, little children statues, mm-hmm. but they were like scattered throughout the whole. We kind of have that here in the woodlands too. And it's like it's weird at night. It's one of the creepiest things because they put the light, those little highlight lights oh, on yeah, them. Oh yeah, like the little shiny. So you you be walking through campus and you look over to your left and you see a child like playing with a, a jump rope. Yeah, man. And it's just like frozen looking at you. And I'm like, oh, there's a child. And then you look like there's another child. And then there's another child. And they're, they're, for some reason, they're scattered all through the plants and stuff. And it's just like, what's well, going on here? What do guys? you do when you're trying to make yourself look scary? You hold a flashlight and you put it up to your face yeah. like this to highlight, you know, like the shadows funny. on your I was face. Like, I don't think this is intentional. I was like, I don't think this is intentional. It's creepy as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, well, uh, you know, it, statues are great. I think we need to build more so we can tear down more. Yeah, I'm not even going to touch that. Well, what? Why not? No, I'm good with that. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of being in Southwest Texas, did you ever hear about the um, snake farm that was down there? I think that's a song from uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard. I think S- Snake Farm. Yeah, let me look at it. Well, so there was there was a snake farm. I think it still exists along I-35 in between uh, New Braunfels yeah, and was. San Marcos. Well, there you go. The internet, you can find anything. And it was it was uh, probably late '90s. I went and visited this thing, and man, it was in really bad shape. Um, I know that made news a few years ago because one of the huge snakes was missing. Um, but I mean, there's just snakes all over the place, really creepy. But in the back, they had like um, monkeys in cages, and the monkeys didn't look like they were particularly being cared for very well. Oh my god, you're so sensitive about was, this stuff, man. Have you, ever, you ever been into like a little laboratory with monkeys? No, I have, and I've. <laughs> well, and do it's, tell, it's please. Nuts. Like they had the they had the silver disc in their head, so you can have a quick access to their brain. What? Yeah, dude, I was like, this what? is this is crazy, guys. What are y'all doing in there? How did you find yourself there? I can't. I don't want to. Like, I see one thing that y'all learn through our friendship, Andrew, is when someone offers something, I'm usually like, yeah, I'll do it. What are we doing? <laughs> I'll I've go first. No, I, I've noticed that about you. I'll yes. go first. Yeah, I'll go. Let's let's. Uh, where are we going here? Where we, okay, cool. This room's really dark. Got any light in here? Uh, no, it's, the monkeys are asleep. Oh, there's monkeys in here. That's cool. What are you doing here? I just wonder how you find yourself in these positions. Well, man. this is uh, crazy. I well that that specific one was through a friend of a friend of a relative, and hey, you want to go and visit the insane asylum well, today? <laughs> it was one of those things where here the monkeys are all displayed. You, you know how they put those ads out there? It's like, hey, do this test and. <laughs> You get some money. Oh, you know, yes. So, That's how you end up with 15 kids running around. Well, it's something. Uh, one of my buddy was doing a cognitive test for, with, like, really actually kind of cool, like a video game almost. So you had, like, push these buttons. <laughs> and he's like, hey, can you come up here? What We need some test subjects. And, you know, I know you like games, so you can come up and play this game for, like, an hour. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm playing the game, did the test, like, six tests or whatever. And then as I was leaving, he goes, hey, do you want to meet some other people? I'm like, sure. And so we started, I started meeting all these doctors and neuroscience people. And I was like, so what do you guys do? And it's like, oh, we're doing this thing where you're simulating the brain. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. How do you do that? He's like, oh, I'll show you. Come on up here. And then all of a sudden there's a monkey in front of me. (laughs) And he's like, see, this this is where the part of the brain, like he's telling me all about the brain. And he's being very nice to the monkey, which is, I I go, that's kind of weird, man. Like. He's feeding them, and it's like, hey, what's up, Charlie? You know, like that kind of stuff. But I have seen videos of, of where they'll have like the game memory on a screen, and it'll flash up a series oh, of numbers, it, like, he, and those monkeys will go pop, 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 and put had, it back in order, the same order it flashed on the screen. He had a plate on his head that looked like a cylinder, and all he had to do was just move it, and then quick access. Boom. Looked like the doc from Back to the Future. It was it was nuts. I mean, it's more like Dr. Monroe, the island of Dr. Island Monroe. Dr. Monroe. Uh, yeah, that's what, it really, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, this is kind of weird, but... I guess you got to do it to make sure. Did they stick the plate on your head? No. No, this is like, this is installed. Oh, it was like so surgically always, yeah, they on always... their head? Oh, man. So, I mean. I think it's, yeah, you're right. I guess so they could study any thought at any moment from that way. It's not like they have to. Because they were shooting little electric things. But being nice to him by feeding him cookies and stuff, yeah. right? But that's real, guys. I will let you know that's a real thing. You know, you see those in movies like, oh, they don't treat animals. Like, yeah, no, they do. Yeah, and that's crazy. Well, no, this one I saw, the conditions were really bad. They didn't have any metal plates in their head, but the monkeys were f- poking at various parts of their bodies and throwing whatever may have yeah, come poo-poo. from it. Yeah, it wasn't Jankum. Yeah, yeah, it was Jankum, and there was some also some front stuff that was happening. It was, it was really disturbing. The reason I bring it up is really, really disturbing, and I think that place uh, was shut down, probably due to health officials or something, 
Well, uh, animals animal are rights. disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and then I think it shut down and it reopened. And I actually remember seeing them on an episode of like Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. Um, came in there and it and they mentioned that they had restored it and it looked a lot better but um i, I bring that up because this story um caught my eye a few weeks ago of <laughs> yeah what could go wrong real life snakes on a plane um and always I mean, did you ever see that movie mm-hmm. yeah okay really really good i think right one of the best yeah it's <laughs> I, I didn't actually see it i think i i think i saw parts of it but of all the things to go wrong midair in the cockpit of a plane finding a venomous snake under the pilot seat must surely be one of the worst scenarios. I cannot, I cannot imagine this. Well, I think finding so, a snake in any scenario is pretty bad. Yeah, no kidding. But then when you're confined in the air and you happen to be, you know, the pilot of the plane. So it says this guy said he felt a little cold sensation underneath Ooh. his shirt where his hip is situated. <clears throat> you know, kind of like the, the love handle area is what he's saying. Uh, when he looked down, <laughs> the pilot was surprised to see a highly venomous cape cobra under his seat. What? On yeah, Earth. that's certainly not something you want your pilot uh, to be experiencing when he's trying to keep the plane safe. Um, Erasmus felt the slithering stowaways. He was piloting a private flight from South Africa's Western Cape yeah, to the northwestern town. That sounds typical of Nelsbr- South Africa, right? Yeah, it's, I guess there's the chances are probably a little higher there. Uh, but man, I oh, I couldn't I couldn't imagine all of a sudden feeling something like that, and then to know that you're like in control of the plane or the bus or whatever. Yeah. But I wonder how he knew immediately it was a venomous, venomous, venomous snake. Venomous. I mean, if if he's from South Africa, but he knows his snakes. I guess so. He said he informed the passengers of what was going on. That's another thing I was gonna say. What do you do if you're the pilot? Do you keep this a secret, or do you be like, "Hey guys, check this out"? Gonna freak everybody up. You know, freak everybody out at thirty thousand feet. Uh, he said, but everybody remained calm. I'm thinking, yeah, right. That's what you're telling the story. People are probably freaking out. I wonder how the snake got on there. I don't know. It doesn't say. Because now, now I'm just imagining myself being stuck like 30,000 feet, or, or what is it, 3,000, wherever high planes go. A little more than 3,000. Uh, 35. I know we had our pilot friend here, and he taught yes. me all about how airplanes are real. And But yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be like, we're stuck up here, guys. We're probably going to die just because of this little snake. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you want to cover this next story uh, before the break? We've got a few minutes, I think. This was something that we brought up a few weeks ago. You sort of on the whim of the Pope um, kissing the ring. Yeah. And I wanted to do a little bit more research on this um, because the video is absolutely hilarious. So I don't know if you want to show this to the audiences uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Sorry for those of you who are uh, on the regular uh, podcasting platform. They're trying to kiss his ring. I saw this and I told you about it. It's like... It's almost like they're playing a game. Yeah, she's like going down. Don't kiss it. Don't kiss it. Like go down. Go down. Nope. Oh, oh, no, oh, 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 too slow. Don't, no, don't do it. <laughs> well, and I know you said something about it was uh, because he doesn't like the traditions and blah 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 blah. But I, I when I looked this up, it was not clear as to the exact reasoning why. And it does seem slightly. Oh man, that guy went in for it. Yeah. It does seem slightly controversial. Um, because the Vatican had some spokesmen that just said, no, 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 this is specifically for just not uh, uh, passing germs. This was strictly uh, uh, not necessarily COVID, but just, you know, uh, we don't want people to be spreading germs. But it also, right, but it also yeah. led to people saying, you know, he hasn't been the, the most up-to-date on some of the traditions of the past, and it's led to this sort of controversy because he has, since this video, allowed people to kiss it. Um, but if there's a long line of people... He'll tend to start off with the kissing, and then he well, starts the game again at some point. And they said, well, that's for expediency, because it would take too long for everybody to kiss. And I'm like, I don't think it takes any longer. Well, the way I look at it is if the procedure is to kiss the ring of the Pope, you know everyone in that line is still going to try to kiss the ring of the Pope. That one guy went in for and, it. Well, that's what I'm saying. You watch, there's more videos of it where it's just it got, it got to that point where that literally is like a Secret Service agent going in. Like protected the hand. He's like, they go in and try to kiss that hand. And that guy's like, nope, 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 nope. And it like one after another. And I'm like, yeah, see, even if you know this is going to happen, like you're not speeding anything no, up. No, you're not. That's what I'm saying. It's not any faster. So the, the excuse of it being for expediency, I think, is kind of well, I think BS. What, but. what I read was this pope doesn't believe in the materialistic parts of the church. Right. So he thinks that kissing the ring makes it like the pope isn't more than you. Yeah. But in Catholicism, typically it, it, the Pope is more than you. 
But in his mind, he's like, no, we're all equal. Like, you don't need to kiss my ring. He did say, or the, the article I read did say that for elderly people, he does tend to allow you well, to kiss. Because it's their dream to meet the people. You know how p- crazy people are about the Pope? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I get it. I would, I, I mean, at least it's not the Dalai Lama. I'm going to suck that tongue. <laughs> Can you imagine that being normal? Like, every, you got to suck no. his tongue every time you You got to normalize it, man. You got to normalize this stuff somehow. Uh, speaking of normalizing, I saw a picture of the Pope a few weeks ago that I thought was amazing. And this yeah. was a, a picture of the Pope wearing a white puffer jacket that just looked amazing. I don't know if you've seen this picture or not. Right. Uh, but sadly, as much as I wanted it to be real... Um, hey, hey, are you seeing this fanny pack? Uh, what? Oh, it's, no, it's a gut. It's a gut <laughs> fanny pack ad. I don't. <laughs> I just pull, I put it up for our audience on YouTube, Why Facebook. Why in I, the heck would you want a I'm gut get, fanny I'm pack? I'm getting some great ads these days. Yeah. I'm getting awesome. If you look over to the left, got some fashion, and then I got weird you got cat the, signs. The gut pack, and then the gut pack. Man, I like the gut pack. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But look at okay. So, so this, this picture, picture I saw immediately. I I thought it was real. And I thought, man, this is awesome. Look at the Pope in this puffer jacket because he looks like something that I don't know a rapper or something would wear. And then, as of course, as it turns out, it's a fake and it's AI generated. And I thought, well, dang it, I kind of fell for it. Um, be- and I wanted it to be true. So uh, the point of this whole article, though, was saying that that there's some telltale signs to look for when you're spotting AI. And I thought, you know, it's kind of interesting considering how much AI is going to be dominating uh, our future and all this stuff's going to be fake. You're not going to know what's real and what's not. Uh, One of the things to look for is what they call a glasses lens, where the outline of the coat, in this case, the puffer coat, seems to transition into its own shadow, which I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I think they're trying to explain like that, that kind of that deep line. It's kind of a stark line in between where... That image starts and the background uh, starts as well. That's one thing to look for. Another one I found interesting is AI doesn't really understand hands. So it looks at pictures of hands in various positions, and it knows, okay, this is what a hand is supposed to look like, but it doesn't really know that it's a part of our body. So a lot of times, hands will be jacked up. It'll be like missing a finger or something, because in certain positions, it may look like you only have nine or eight fingers. So it doesn't really, it can't grasp the concept that humans have 10 fingers, and they use this to grasp things. It's just an image thing. So they said, look for hands being jacked up. Yeah. And then also eyes. It doesn't also know that eyes are necessarily supposed to go in the same direction. (laughs) So sometimes AI will generate something with a couple of eyes moving off to the side like that. So... I thought, okay, that's my public service announcement because I did kind of fall for this picture, hoping that it was it was real, but it is not. I, I like the idea of the news freaking out about fake images because yeah. of how quickly you can make them. Yeah, and AI is generating. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like it's kind of funny. You can go to any hot topic today. Like say, for example, uh, Don Lemon. Is it Lemon or Lemon? Don Lemon. Don Lemon yeah. and Tucker Carlson got fired from their jobs. Like the same day. <laughs> on the same day. So it's like, I, if I was a, you know, a, tr- a troublemaker, I just AI generate both of them on like some show, you know, and like, oh, they joined, they joined, uh, yeah. You know, Twitter. Ooh, Twitter now has the news channel or whatever. Really good idea. It'd be and, like a Saturday Night Live bit where one gives his side and the other gets... Man, they should really do well, that. Well, no, I'm just Declares. saying, like, you can make these stories and for 12 hours, like, everyone's freaking out and then it's like, oh, this is fake. Because it's kind of like, yeah. I think I told you about the ta- the Donald Trump ones where they're, the AI generated arrest, like arresting him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, you, again... Those looked fake, too, but, but I, they but were funny I'm looking, talking though. about the initial, like hours of creating them and spreading them mm-hmm. like people are going to freak oh yeah and the initial initial that's like, like yeah, and you minutes. can really go crazy with it and yeah. have so you can probably have some really good fun with it yeah but also you can really like ruin people's careers because no doubt i mean that's what i would do yeah i know that's <laughs> all right i think it's a good time to take a break uh when we come back we've got this crazy story about the new york fire department versus the new york police department um and some other crazy things going on we'll be back Okay, I know we're on a break, but I... I we I'm, were on a break! I know we're on a break, but I'm getting tired of all these articles Andrew keeps sending me. They're great, and you know it. It's all trash. Kind of the point. But it got me thinking, Andrew. Mm-hmm. You, the listener, can submit articles oh, yeah. and ideas and topics. Yeah, they can. 
audience of one show at gmail.com. That's correct. Or Facebook, look up audience of one show with uh, Andrew and Dick. Otherwise, you're subject to stories about kids sleeping outside that apparently Dick cannot stand. No. Uh, I mean, I, I'm tired of this fake news, and I know the the cancer that is growing within audience of one is Andrew and his terrible articles. So we need stories. Come on, man. We need it's not it. that bad. We need stories. So send us your ideas at audience of one show at gmail.com and Facebook audience of one with Andrew and Dick. That's us. All right. So we look forward to hearing from you guys and hopefully we have better topics on the next episode. And if we don't, and they're still terrible. I suppose it's my fault. Yes. <laughs> All right, we are back to the AOO show. Audience of one. Maybe we start calling it AOO show. It sounds pretty cool. AOO show. Of course, then yeah. we have to design new logos and get all new URLs and everything. That, sound, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm going to start calling it AOO show. AO. Okay. You down with that AOO show? I just thought of it right now. Audience of one. Oh, yeah, audience of one. And we're back. So during the break, uh, we were having a conversation, and you apparently were aware of this um, annual hockey game that goes on between um, the fire department of New York and the police department of New York. I was not aware of this thing, and um, you said it goes on every year, and it's a big charity event. Yeah, they do. I think I want to say they do it at Madison Square Garden. Like it's it's a legit event, right? And I think okay, that's cool. You can have a friendly whatever the sporting event, soccer, football, whatever, hockey in this case, between two city entities. But what I didn't know is this thing has gotten completely out of control at times. Uh, back in 2014, there was an all-out brawl between both sides, between fire yeah. and police. And I'm sure there is some sort of animosity between those two groups, right? I'm sure the police officers hate the fire department because the fire department are the good guys, and the police officers are probably seen as the bad guys who enforce the law, I'm sure, right? So you, I'm sure you have well, especially that. today. Yeah, right? I mean, that's got to be tough to if be a police a, officer. If you're a firefighter, I'd be like, all cops are bastards. <laughs> a cab. Is that what it is? I forget what the people were yelling during the riot things. Well, uh, the, I, I guess this this um, game just uh, happened again this year. Yeah. And two officers, I guess an officer and, and, a, and a fire department. Are they called officers as well? I'm showing my I ignorance. Don't know. All right. Well, they faced off in a fight, and it was brutal, man. You actually had one of the guys just get knocked completely out. Yeah. And I guess that's the fireman there in the red, and yeah. the police is there in the green. And, uh, you know, you're like, okay, this is fine. But what I don't understand, he gets a lick in here real early. Um, what I don't understand, though, is like this is a city sanction. Oh, down he goes. I mean, knocked him out. Um, it's a city sanctioned event, and they just let this go on. I, mean, I guess because it sells tickets and these guys agree to do it. Well, I mean, first off, you're, you give your watch talkie. You're, yeah, I, I've, I've So people hockey. fight all the time. Right, but I've also seen like um, like even in the beer leagues, like the Sunday leagues, people f still fight. Yeah, I can see that, but I've also seen like uh, friendly hockey games too, where they're done for charity events. You see them on uh, on like TV where you have the legends come out, and they're not duking it out, man. They're playing well, a hockey game. Well, one thing they have to remember, like the, these guys play hockey recreationally, so they're pretty competitive. It isn't like a celebrity all star game where. We don't expect Justin Bieber to be able to dunk. Like, we're not, we know what we're <laughs> watching. Awesome if he could, though. Well, I mean, if you see, but like, this thing is actually competitive because you know all these guys yeah, play regularly is... for fun. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're going to crush them. We're going to be, we're the better team. Yeah, and... I guess they look forward to it every year. It says it's been going on since 1974. Yeah. You're probably right. I didn't think about that. These are not just firefighters and police officers who go, oh, yeah, I, I'll put on some skates this week for the first time. These yeah, guys these... probably play all the – they're already hockey players. Yeah. And they know we don't like these guys, and there's a good chance that if something happens during the game, we're throwing down. It's brutal. Dude, that guy got knocked out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, It happens all the time, and unluck, unlucky for that guy, like he got a good hit. In and Early just, on, so I, I don't – yeah. He just went down, but uh, that's hockey, though. So you ever played hockey? Yeah, I used to, I used to play a lot actually. Like uh, on ice or rollerblades? Yeah. Really? Where at? Here? Uh, in Texas? The Aerodrome. They're in Spring or Sugarland. In Sugarland, right when the Arrows opened up, the, the they opened up like three Aerodromes, I want to say. And my neighbor was from Canada, and he's a huge hockey 
like hockey right. person. Like he they traveled, he, he traveled, and he goes up to camps in Canada. And so we would play roller hockey. Yeah. And then he's like, "You should play with us." And I was like, oh, "Okay," because he's like, "You're pretty good." And the mom and dad were like, came over to my house, like, "Hey, Richard needs to sign up for this stuff." So yeah, I played hockey for like three years. Did you ever have to throw down? No, uh, I think like the last. It's not real hockey, then, bro. Come on, you got to throw well, down. It's different. You ever been to a hockey game? It's different because we're talking about like ten year olds. So I mean, it's part of the game. So, uh, I do think that it is odd how that is quote part of the game. And if you're teaching ten year olds to play, there you go. Got to grab them by the jersey, pull it down. Well, they, they the excuse is the reason they have it is is to prevent further injuries. Because if the enforcer on our team comes over and beats the crap out of this guy, it's like, hey, don't don't mess with our team because I'm going to come and beat the crap out of you. Yeah. So people won't like actually try to injure. Yeah, it's other the enforcer players. basically. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, well, that's what well, they well. that's what they say. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I remember reading a thing about the NHL. Some guys like, yeah, we got to get the fighting out of hockey because they don't want to see the gen- uh, mm-hmm. the general public sees it as barbarianism. I'm like, what's well, part of the game? Like, let, let it happen. Because they were talking about they didn't want to broadcast it. So if a fight broke out, they just go to a commercial. They go to right? a commercial? Yeah. yeah. And I was like... Well, what happens if one of these guys gets hit like this and something really unfortunately and goes bad and like he either goes oh, brain dead or, like, or dies it? or something? I think it was like three weeks That's ago. That's going to end the game right well, there, Well, no, this man. dude got his face cut open from falling down. Like in a in an NHL game? Yeah. Or in this, and, yeah, well, NHL, that's... I mean, you... But I mean, like... That that's to be that's to be expected. But I'm talking about one of these charity games like this. If someone gets seriously hurt, yeah. which can happen, you punch somebody in the face. You never know if it's lights out. I'm surprised it still goes on. That's what I'm saying. Well, these are tough guys. Remember that they're they're, yeah. ho- they're hockey players. Yeah, they're tough. Well, speaking of people beating up each other, have you been following the story of Bam Margera? This is nuts. Like his entire life story? No, no, just the recent one. Uh, if if those of you don't know who Bam Margera is, uh, he made. Uh, it's weird that we talk about this guy. Right? I mean, the fact that he's still around, I mean, I guess that's an I impressive it, in and of itself. But he, he was of Jackass fame. The show Jackass it was an MTV show back in the And then he had his own show. 90s and early 2000s. I think he had his own show, too. Uh, like with yeah. his parents and his... Hanging with Bam or at Bam's house yeah, or, or something. something like that, Because yeah. his house always seemed to be like the hangout spot, if I can remember. And they were always pulling tricks on his dad, his poor dad. I seem to remember that. I didn't want... I wasn't a Jackass fan. Did you like Jackass? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I knew you would. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I was always a little uncomfortable with it, so yeah, I don't know. I, I was mean, always kind of cringy and this and that. But I mean, I watched it some. Well, some of the gags are really good. Yeah, and then some of them are like, you like you're the, just an idiot. You like the hot wheel up the butt? Is that that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I do remember that. That was in the movie, I think. Yeah, right? that, that was. And then they got funny. the X-ray, and then you can see the little car just parked yeah. perfectly. <laughs> But but you know He's that like, can go wrong because if, because if that goes Toy in call. as you have told me before, uh, boy that's this is going to sound strange. If something goes too far up your rear, it, it keeps going. It keeps going like yeah, your your, your stomach starts to act like a vacuum and it'll yeah. suck it in and then you're in trouble and you have to have it surgically removed from your stomach. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean uh, this. Well, what's strange that's to me cool. is the fascination with it's this quite guy. Quite a deviation we just had there. Because he's I know he's had a, like a history of drugs. Well, just not, not even drugs. I'm not talking bad oh, about okay. drugs. I'm talking about like. He just goes insane, and he does. He gets arrested. Yeah, probably causes a lot of problems. But it's like, why which is are we... good for the show Jackass. Well, if you think about it. But that the show was twenty years ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's like he's not on the show anymore. So no. And when they had this most recent movie, I think he was kicked off. Right, yeah. they were going to make it, and he uh, he couldn't pass a drug test. He wasn't clean, and so they kicked him off. How do you get kicked off of a show Jackass? You know, you got to be really crazy to get kicked off Jackass. Well, you know, most of those guys are probably recovering alcoholic so they don't want to be around that yeah, so they're it? like hey bam what's the guy the, the main character's name johnny knoxville yeah. same thing right isn't he like a big boozer or was well i know the i know when the first movie came out you could tell because there's booze everywhere in every shot oh wow but okay. then if you start noticing like the newer ones like no they don't have any alcohol on the set they do not yeah yeah i think i think they kind of had to try and get clean well he made news this week um because he went into his brother's home and beat the crap out of him Okay. Um, yeah, he, started punching. Firefighter. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, the two stories are related, right? So um, he uh, he came in and beat the, the tar out of his brother, and apparently left like some sort of note that just was just was signed. Bam. <laughs> I guess that was very threatening. And of course, his brother calls the cops on him. But what's funny about it is, Bam, <laughs> Bam runs off into the woods yeah. before the cops get there, and he they couldn't find him. 
right? So I he, believe it. he was able to escape the police. But it got crazier and crazier because throughout the week you kept hearing all these stories like, still can't find him, still can't find him. And then he pops up middle of the week. And I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently he was in the car with his girlfriend and her daughter, and they were fearing for their safety because they don't know what this guy is capable of. And then finally, he he has now turned himself in. But it was crazy to hear about this guy basically running from the law for what seemed like the better part of a week. Yeah, it's nuts. <clears throat> I don't think they were really searching for him. Well, I mean, when you have a— It wasn't like a— a police chase. <laughs> you can picture like OJ going down the road. Yeah, it's something like that. I mean, he just punched a dude. Well, what I didn't know uh, was that he nearly died in December. All this has kind of come out because, again, I'm not following Bam Margera, but he uh, he apparently caught a really bad case of COVID in, I think it was December of just this last year. Um, and, or as he says, a gnarly case. And it sent, it sent him into seizures. And he had several of them, and one of them so severe that he bit his tongue nearly off. And as he says, he was drinking the blood because his mouth was full of it and ended up giving him pneumonia. I don't know how much truth there is to that. Okay. But, yeah, Bam Margera now in, I guess, is he in custody or they probably posted bond and he's out or something, right? I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care either outside the fact that it made for a pretty interesting story. It's like, where is Bam today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, speaking of, who gives a... No, um, Jerry Springer died. Did you hear about Jerry Springer yeah. dying? Yeah, man. Were you a uh, a Jerry Springer fan? Did you watch that show? Some some of it was uh, pretty entertaining, and then, but it's also one of those shows that you know is staged. So it's, it's kind of like why it's kind of like watching wrestling. And I never really got into wrestling because I always thought every time yeah. I, I was like, this is fake. Yeah, I I didn't. And I didn't I've, get into it, but it seemed like you couldn't avoid it at, at certain parts of. In time. Oh, it's Jerry Springer for sure. Because they, Jerry they would play yeah. it like at three o'clock in the afternoon. It was on all the time. Um, I never really tuned in for it, but it seemed like it was always well, on the TV. Like, they, it's it's kind of like one of those fads. Like once it once it got popular, there's a thousand of the shows. Right. So you had yeah, like Mari, you had Ricky Lake. Remember Ricky Lake? Yeah. And I've. Yeah, because she used to be like an actress, and then mm-hmm. she had that show. And then uh, first sign that your career is not going according to plan. Yeah, and then Jerry Springer though took it up to the next level. He did. Some of the shows were okay, and some of them did seem really, really scripted, and the acting was really, really bad. And they kind of admitted it. It's like you could submit your story, and if, if it was believable enough, they were going to let him let him on. Um, so yeah, I never really specifically tuned in to watch it, but as as a as a young college student, twenty something in the nineties. That show was just kind of always on. Yeah, it, was it was always in the background. Um, My favorite is when they introduced that graphic at the bottom just to like, clue you in on the chaos. It's like, this is what today's show is. And like, oh, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Where it's, like the, it's like the info bar at the bottom to like, today's episode, who's the daddy? And like, <laughs> it, was, it was always who's the daddy, But, no, but right? I'm just saying it was always funny. Where like, you know whoever wrote those had a great time writing those. Like, how do I explain to people that this girl slept with like her dad there's and always it, paternity like, suits. Yeah, it's like, uh, but how do we make it where we inform the audience who are just kind of sur- uh, channel surfing? And then it's like, yeah, we got to make sure they know what's going on. I do remember this one that got pretty, made a lot of news back in the 90s um, where you had a, a long-distance r- romance, and um, one of them, I think, was a trans, was a boy pretending to be a girl, and the other guy didn't know. And so you had... Um, the Jerry Springer show was going to be his opportunity to, to reveal to his his long distance love interest that he was in fact a a boy, and I yeah. remember this made news because they had one they brought out and they had one they brought out and then, and then you know they bring him out together, and he says hey I got to tell you something um, I'm actually a man and of course everybody Ooh, yeah. freaks out and the the, uh, the 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 boy in the, in the relationship says well I'll try anything once <laughs> and then made out with her. Well, yeah, like and of so course everybody erupts into Jerry. Jerry yeah, I, I Jerry. looked it up, so it's like, <laughs> like shows a you crazy slept, man. You slept with my stripper sister. I slept with two hundred and fifty men in ten hours. I married a horse. Oh, these are the names of the episodes. Well, that's what the little the title cards at the bottom, and it's just like some of them. I mean, it's, they're ridiculous. It's like married to your dad, but I want you. Yeah. It's, 
I think, you know, it's things you can identify with. I mean, but... I, mean, I, I think the show probably started off fairly, um, like, truthful. You just got some crazy stories, but then as it got popular, they had to generate well, these yeah, stories I, to keep it going. There's no way all this stuff is possibly well, true. Well, because you know Jerry Springer, I forget what he did before the show. Like, he was legit something else. Like he was. Yeah, so he was the mayor of Cincinnati at one point for a short period, like maybe mayor pro tem or something, yeah. for a short period of time. Yeah, he was in politics... To a degree. Because there was a there was an element to that show where they just kind of gave in. Like, yeah, the audience wants this, so let's just give yeah. in. But then you had the other guys, it, like Mari. It kind of became a caricature and, of itself, yes. essentially. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, the other shows, like, no, we're not those shows. we got to be respectful. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think there was one, I don't know if it was Jerry Springer, but she was afraid of, like, pickled eggs or something like that. There's such a thing as pickled eggs? you never seen pickled eggs at, like, no. bars and stuff? It's like I don't think so. Pickled eggs? Yeah, you got more. I do. Um, Jankum style. No, uh, <laughs> but no, but so like the you're sitting there watching it, going, "There's no way a person's afraid of like pickled a jar of pickles." Yeah, yeah. And they bring it out, and the person like flips, and well, you know, when you ride that edge of of what's of what's crazy and what's outlandish, you're always going to be pushing the envelope, and so you've got to keep making it crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier, and it gets to a certain point where it's no longer. You know, like believable. Yeah, here it is. I found it. It was on Maury. So. Oh, Maury. Oh. Yeah. No one watched Maury. She's afraid of pickles. <laughs> what I didn't know and I learned during this whole thing was the fact that his show was at one time the most popular show on television. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. More so than like Oprah mm-hmm. garnering 30 million viewers a week. That's crazy. When you think about today's standards of how uh, decentralized and segmented media is, a couple of million is a lot. Can you imagine 30 million every every week tuning into that show? We should have known then that show was that popular where we were going to be at today, just saying. We were on we were on well, a, I mean, a downward turn, man. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was to a degree, to a degree. But yeah, R.I.P. Jerry Springer. I think he had pancreatic That's cancer. He went, he went and he got sick. I don't think he actually died of the pancreatic cancer as much as his body was already fairly weak, and then he caught a, a, some sort of sickness uh, and um, passed away. Are you showing this video, by the way? Uh, not, to, not, not okay. to the audience. I wanted to distract. I look you. up. See the, this new setup we've had for a few weeks now. I can see your screen, and so I, I don't know she's what's right, being played. She's and running what's away not. from the pickles, man. This is ridiculous. Mori Povich going uh, Springer style. Yeah, I like it. Anyways, uh, staying on this this theme of, of famous people, um, were you aware that Woody Harrelson? And I'm, I'm assuming that most people listening to this know who Woody Harrelson is. Um, that his dad was like a hitman. I mean, I've heard the stories of like he was. Uh, I think he got arrested. Oh yes, he spent he spent yeah, time like, in in prison for it. Um, so he was first convicted in in 1968 of the assassination of a grain dealer, uh, and which he was just paid. Remember, we had this conversation. How much would it cost to to off somebody? He was paid two thousand dollars. I guess in 1968. I don't know what the equivalent of that would be. Maybe. $28,000. I don't know. Um, and he was released uh, in five years for, quote, good behavior. Okay. But then in 1979, a drug smuggler coughed up a lot more money for him to carry out the first murder of a sitting U.S. federal judge. Um, this guy's name was John H. Wood, and he was known as Maximum John for severe sentencing during drug, tr- drug trafficking. So, of course, this drug smuggler's like, we got to get rid of this judge yeah. because this guy is putting everybody away in my line of business. So uh, he paid him $250,000, which is the equivalent of over $1.2 million today, to make sure that the judge um, was, was killed. Okay. Um, well, in, in 1980, Charles was high on cocaine when he engaged in a six-hour standoff. Charles is his dad's name, by the way. In a six-hour standoff with police over that killing. So he kills the judge, police find him, and he's in a, in a long um, standoff with police. Um, and it was at that time that he made this really weird statement that he was also involved in JFK's murder. I think we all were. Yeah, it, yeah, I guess so. I mean, can't disprove it, I suppose. Well, I mean, we weren't around, but... I wasn't born. Yeah, I wasn't born. There is that one little caveat. So he throws that out in 1980, and of course... With all, with everything surrounding JFK and 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 the the controversy and blah blah blah, it got a lot of people's attention. What what what? 
So during, nah, um, well, the, after the hours of of the shooting, there was some video that came out. The actual JFK shooting, there was a video of these three kind of homeless looking. Talking about men. a video of someone getting knocked out. <laughs> That's the ultimate knockout video. Hello, God, you're such a shock jock, man. There was this video that came out, or maybe it was a still photo, I don't remember, of police leading what appeared to be three homeless men away from the scene of the crime just hours after it happened, and nobody really knew who it was. So in 1980, when he says, Charles... He's one of them? Yeah, well, that's people were like, wait a minute, I wonder if he's one of these three homeless guys. And so the conspiracy started that perhaps... Woody Harrelson's dad was somehow involved in the killing of JFK, yeah. and he may have been one of those three homeless guys. Well, I wasn't aware of all this. It's kind of fascinating, really. Well, years later, he comes out and says, no, I just made all that up. He said, yeah, that'll just basically tell you where my mind was at in 1980, willing to take money for killing people. I was high on cocaine, blah, 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 blah. So he'll say anything, but it led people to go on this kind of this wild goose chase as to whether or not... You know, well, yeah. his dad had anything to do with I mean, JFK. About, I was, I was funny. I was listening to uh, Oliver Stone. You know how he made the movie JFK? Yes, like the mid '90s, early '90s. And like he was he was talking about conspiracy theories, and he found it fascinating how conspiracy theories like really grow and change because he he made a point of the the script he wrote or was part of doing JFK is like that was one of the most far fetched. Conspiracy theories, like no one really believed, like in that story that he told in the movie, mm-hmm. and because the movie's really good, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh yeah, it's, it's been really a good. long time. But he yeah. made it. He's like, yeah, at that time when we we're writing, like that back was back to the left, back and to the left. I it, but that. he was basically <laughs> saying like no one really believed that story. Mm-hmm. But after the movie's success, that became the prominent JFK theory. Wow, like conspiracy theory. And he's like, yeah. So and that's where he's like, you never know, like. Because he said he's fascinated with conspiracy theories, but it's also one of those things where it's like, you, to, at one point, you, know, you don't really care for the truth. Cause it's yeah, just, yeah. The conspiracies are more interesting than the truth. So yeah. Let's just go after more conspiracies. Yeah, we're definitely not going to go down the JFK rabbit hole. My God. I did have a teacher in elementary school. He was really awesome. He's my history teacher. Can't remember his name, but he was really into the JFK thing. That yeah. was right around the time the movie came out, and so it was... a big hype around it and boy he talked about it all the time yeah do you think our government does stuff like that today because everyone thinks the government killed jfk like some form of the government it wasn't just like a lone guy i mean it it wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them but do you think they're like with technology today you think it's like they're so shadow government to the point where like you they literally can operate not literally in the shadows not, yeah in the shadows so you'll never you'll ever never know. really know you won't be able to connect it to the government yeah yeah because like before if you were going to hire a hitman you would have to sign find the government here you go and there's a paper document. yeah but now everything's well not even that got, it's like got cryptocurrency you could pay people with you never yeah. be able to track it it's, things are online yeah it's cool yeah i guess so. it's it's interesting to think about but yeah it could, it could probably go on more than, than what well because if, if you involve humans there's always going to be like mistakes but with today, it's like, no, they're not going to write a personal message because they're obsessed with that person, and mm-hmm. you find like the the bread tr- the breadcrumbs to figure it all out. Yeah, because I don't I don't really know because AI is probably going to be the one making all the decisions here pretty soon. <laughs> right. So, right. well, I like to believe that his dad had something to do with it, even though he since admitted that he didn't because it's more fun. Again, who cares about the truth? So we've got a, a few minutes left here on the show. I wanted to t- change gears and have something that's a little more upbeat. You know, no more sexy mermaids, no more murder talk. But I wanted to end the show on a couple of funny, kind of upbeat stories. <clears throat> so, were you into Legos as a kid? Yeah. Oh, oh I was. I was obsessed, man. I had uh, probably a table about the size of this table in front of me. So, what is this? You know, maybe three and a half, four foot wide, eight foot long. Basically, like one of those pop up tables. I had in, in in my house, and I had an entire Lego town set up. Mm-hmm. With like the little fire department, little police department. Oh, they would get fight apparently. <laughs> Didn't know that. Um, and they had the airport. I even had the like the um, plane hanging from the ceiling and kind of banked, just perfect. I mean, I had the I had the whole town built. It was pretty cool. So uh, I saw this story about um, this V eight Lego engine that can rev up to forty three hundred RPMs, and it's really really cool. And of course, um, it has a couple of 3D printed parts, so it's not 100% Lego, 
But what I found amazing, and I've had you pull up the video for sound, is how this little this little engine sounds. Right, and it is really, it really impressive. All right, ready? Yeah. So I guess that's how he starts it with that wheel there. There's no lubrication in it either, which I find pretty fascinating. And he's going to rev it up. Wow, man. That sounds better than my car. That's a little Lego engine. So it says the creator mentions the crankcase is a 3D printed part. Wow. That sounds like some of the little uh, Hondas that I see running around town. That's pretty nuts. So it says the, uh, the crankshaft is of a 3D printed part and not of its own design, and the crankshaft and valves are custom too, but everything else is Lego. Uh, and again, this has no lubrication, so there's no oil or anything like this. It's running through up to 4,300 RPM, which I think is pretty impressive that Lego engine block can do that without you know, exploding or coming apart. Maybe he's using the, the craggle in there to, to keep it together. Yeah, the new Lego stuff's pretty impressive. It is crazy, uh, you know, my daughter... I don't know what they call it now. I think it's called like Lego Mechanics or Lego Mines. Uh, yeah, Jankum Lego. I don't remember. They've got all yeah. kinds of stuff. Uh, but I have put together a few um, pieces with my daughter here somewhat recently. And some of the pieces that they have are not like the pieces I used to have as a kid. They were basically just blocks. These ones are uniquely shaped specifically for this particular set so that yeah. you can make this design look pretty pretty realistic. Um but yeah, man, I thought that thing sounded awesome. Um, I didn't think you could do that with a with a Lego engine. You ever built anything that cool? No. Or anything? No, no. Were you the guy that just built the stuff out of the box and followed the instructions, or were you one? Yeah, I kind of was too. Well, I was more of like I like building. Com- it's more of the building part was my favorite part, like the complex. Like, I like the mm-hmm. big big stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like you know when you get the Millennium Falcon, you're mm-hmm. like freaking out because it's like this is gonna be this is gonna be ten hours of building yeah but uh no i i I collected the sets i like the sets i like the towns and i liked all having all that kind of stuff and then when you had it all it was like this is cool yeah yeah i i mostly stuck to the instructions because i wanted it to look like it did on the box or whatever uh but i did have a, a a box of like overflow pieces that i would use to create my own stuff and i was always a little disappointed that it never would turn out as good as the the stuff that was had you know lego engineers design shocker Mm -hmm. or whatever but um i still have mine that's crazy. Yeah, not only is it crazy, I have them separated still by um, by building, and I have the instructions. And about six years ago, I rebuilt it. And these are Legos from the '80s, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. And and they they for the most part, I don't have any missing pieces. There's just a few here and there that are missing. But some of the white pieces have yellowed over Ooh. time, so because they're getting old. And then, so it kind of it it adds to the. Uh, to the have patinka seen, of the building, I guess. Have you seen the adult Legos they make today? Oh, are, are we talking kink stuff no, here? No, or what no, are you talking no, about? No, no, It's like art. Oh. Um, yeah, well, like some of them are like the, the, the architecture. Like yeah. they, it's got like the Eiffel Tower. Those look awesome. I wouldn't mind getting a set like that. Yeah, those Putting are that together. Maybe we should, we should have one, put it here, and keep it in the studio. But, well, the thing about Legos is they're really expensive. So <laughs> They're extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for the bigger sets, and they were expensive back when I was a kid. I mean, in in the eighties, yeah, I, I remember easily seeing someone for a hundred, hundred twenty five dollars, which now is, you know, three yeah, or four hundred. Basically, I like with the sets, it take me like four years to get the whole set. You know, like for yeah. Christmases and yeah. birthdays, and it's like, yeah, you didn't. Legos weren't those things where you just happen to be walking to the grocery store and go, "Hey, mom, can I get some Legos?" She goes, "Sure." It had to have been like Christmas. Santa had to produce some Legos, or there had to have been a birthday party because, yeah, you're right, they're they're really expensive. But where did you do like the city, or did you do? Because I remember when I was a kid, there was like three basic uh, concepts. There was the space, there was the space city, and city, then they and then had the like castle. Themes. Castle. So you had the castle one. I was totally into city. That's all I liked. I did not like the space one, but I did like the, some of the castle ones were pretty cool. So my my cousin. Uh, Garrett, I've mentioned him on the show before. He he had a little bit more of the castle um, models or sets, and I did find some of those pretty cool because they were different than the ones I had. Um, again, didn't really care for space, but man, the city was where it was at, and I'd build up these trucks, big jacked up tires and stuff. It's cool. I had the. I'm looking it up right now. I had the Aquanut knots. I'm sorry, Aquanut. That sounds like a condition Aquanauts. you need to go see the doctor for. Well, here I'll pull. It, I'll show you. I had this one. 
like this stuff. Whoa, that just said $640. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wait, were you actually supposed to put them underwater, though? No. But it's just like it had, they, they you know, came with this plastic base. And they had these, like, you know. It'd be cooler if it did go underwater. I know they make boats and stuff. I think that you could put in water. But. but yeah, I think that was, like, the last one I got. And that took me, like, two years to, you know, finagle my way in. <laughs> Mom, please, mom, please, please, please. Well, that one said 600 bucks. I imagine at the time it wasn't that much, but that particular one no. now, if it's like the original stuff, I, I bet you my Legos have some value to them. I mean, I, like I said, I still have the instructions and everything, but oh well. At, we're going to end with this story. This is kind of stupid, but I thought it was interesting. Um, have you heard of the city Kyle, Texas? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm familiar with Kyle because uh, it's near San Marcos in central Texas, and I would drive through it quite a bit. And I think I may have actually had some friends that lived uh, in, in Kyle, Texas. But um, I saw this in the news. Um, Kyle is attempting to break the Guinness World Record for the largest same-name gathering. Okay. So I was thinking, oh, what's the names here? Is it, it going to be a bunch of dicks? Is the yeah. meeting of the dicks? No, this is for people who are named Kyle, yeah. which is kind of funny. And I thought it was kind of neat for the city to do in terms of generating uh, attention for their for their city. So uh, on this Sunday, May 21st, if your name is Kyle, you may want to head to the city of Kyle. Uh, at 4 p.m. on that day, they're going to try to attempt to break the um, current same name record that is uh, held in 20, that was in 2017. Uh... I guess there were 2,325 participants who were named Ivan. So I guess it's kind of hard to get a bunch of, because that number seems really low. I was thinking it was going to be something like 15,000. There's 2,325 participants named uh, Ivan. That was in Bosnia. Um, I guess it's hard to get people the same name together. Especially if you're yeah. trying to bring them to Kyle. There's not much else going on. Well, I mean, Kyle. that'd be kind of a fun trip. I mean... You know, let's go check out Kyle. Like, say you live in Boston or something. It's yeah, like, let's go to the small town. And well, yeah. I'm I'm curious to know whether or not they're going to break it. Do you? I wonder if Vegas is taking odds whether or not they're going to break it. Uh, no, there's going to be some BS where it's like, oh, he didn't spell his name with a Y. Oh no, yeah. yeah. But Kyle's pretty. Is there only one way to spell Kyle? I don't know. I don't know. But today's world, you never know. Because like, isn't that Kylie Jenner? Kylie is that spelled? Di- I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It says there will be Kyles of all ages and sizes that are going to be needed to get close to this record that was set five years ago. So all Kyles, we need you. Let's do this. Texas represent. All right, guys. I think that's all we got for this week. That was uh, that was fun? Yeah. It was good to see you, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure to check us out on all the uh, podcasting platforms. Those numbers are growing every week. Um, and, of course, if you want to see our ugly mugs and some of the videos that we show, it's on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, over the air here on 106.1 and 104.5 in Conroe. That's all I got, man. All right. Don't forget to message on uh, message us at audienceofoneshow.gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I did get a message from somebody. Um, he sent me a, a funny story. I, I'm going to have to see if I can work that in next week. So. Yeah, we love hearing stories. Yeah, I was sent one. So. And links. <laughs> right. All right. Take it easy, everyone.